G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with an AFL legend, Sean Hart He won the Norm Smith Medal in 2001 with the Brisbane Lions And he's been a finalist and a, and a winner in the AFL He's been a coach, he's done this, he's done that We're going to hear a bit more about what he's up to these days uh, But let's find out a bit of uh, his background Welcome along Sean, tell us where were you born and raised mate? G'day, Matt. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me part of History Makers. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, in Melbourne, a little place called Ferntree Gully. In fact, uh, at the start of my life, my mum tells me I uh, decided to come out before she got to hospital and she was standing in the corner of our family home in Ferntree Gully and all of a sudden I decided to slip out and she caught me by the legs, fortunately, <laughs> and uh, saved me crashing to the ground in my first uh, contest. <laughs> and uh, and then, then we rushed off to Box Hill Hospital from there in the... Uh, the back of the old EH uh, ha- uh, wagon, mate. That was a, that was a story of my start. There you go. So you're a, you're a slippery slippery fella uh, as a baby, just like you were on the field, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> and mate, um, tell us a bit about your upbringing. Did you have like a religious upbringing at all? No, not really. No, I uh, grew up in uh, really in the country of Victoria. So after seven years, our family moved into a little place called Corop. Um, in country Victoria, about 10 kilometres from Rochester. Started to play uh, in what was the Rochester Midgets football um, team there over in, in the country and uh, in the, that Goulburn Valley region probably. I, I was there for three or four years. We had a mixed business, a small school of about 14 children, one teacher I was part of and then uh, after our business didn't quite do as well as we'd like to, I moved uh, with the family over to Shepparton um, in the... the part of the Goldman Valley and uh, joined Shepparton United Football Club over there and started launching into what I hoped to be a football career um, as a pathway. But uh, that that was a, a great time. Growing up in the country and being part of the country community was probably one of my favourite memories. And tell us a bit about your faith journey. Was there a conversion spirit experience at a young age or how did you come to know the Lord? Uh, I really uh, came to uh, understand that there was a greater... Uh, purpose to my life and there was a, um, a truer identity to who I was um, through connecting with uh, the lady who's now my wife Linda her name is and uh, as a young footballer on the Gold Coast chasing after the fame and fortune that uh, seemed to be on offer from uh, elite sport and AFL at the time I uh, came into an environment where we didn't get paid enough to uh, just do football as the players do these days but I I also had to do work, and uh, work, funny enough, became the majority of my income for the early parts of my career. And so I 
had done a little bit of work uh, in, uh, sorry, a little bit of study, I should say, in welfare studies in Victoria before getting drafted. Uh, and uh, when I got up here, there was a real opportunity, even without a full qualification, to step in uh, to the Endeavour Foundation and a role with them, uh, working with people uh, with disabilities. And uh, and I did that, and, and that was when I met uh, my now wife, Linda, who's been my wife for uh, 26, going on 27 years. And uh, she... Uh, just had something about her and about her life and her character and, and the way she lived and, and loved that I saw was a bit different to me. I was a bit of a grumpy character, a bit of a moody boy, and uh, and I needed to uh, find out what it was that that um, that she had that I didn't, and it was a relationship with Jesus Christ that was the difference. And I you know, I found that, and uh, and I've never been freer and, and more convinced that uh, I now know who I am and and what I'm called to do in my life because of uh, because of the 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 way that God put us together and uh, and the way that he's called me to um, to know who I am and, and what I'm here for. And tell us what changed in your life when you came to faith. I, the, probably the detail matter of the story was that I, I really in, at the time was you know, pursuing uh, Linda as a first priority and she invited me along to church and uh, the church was a reach out for Christ Church on the Gold Coast. Steve Ryder has been past that church for a long, long time and was at the time and and I went there uh, this night, uh, this day, this morning, I should say, and listened to a gentleman speak who was a European lion tamer. His name was Kesh Shragi, and uh, some people might know of that name. But he spoke of uh, his relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I think he had a 14-year uh, journey with the Lord. And, and I, um, at the time, I was really wrestling myself with uh, two years into a football career where I just thought it was more of a fancy life but when you get into the reality of it it's a, it's a brutal pursuit of excellence uh, mentally, physically, spiritually and, uh, and finding the exhaustion finding the reality that hang on this might even be over after two years who, who am I and what am I to do if the, the one thing I'm building my whole life and identity and purpose on um, is no longer what, I, what I'm able to do and, and earn my income doing and uh, so I I was in a real spot and a searching place and, uh, and in meeting Linda and going along to church and then hearing Case speak, he, ma- he made a, a comment in his, uh, in his uh, sharing that morning and it went something like this. It said, uh, you know, you could be a, a footballer with all the fame and fortune you ever wanted, but what would it be worth if you sold your soul to get it sort of thing? And I, I really found myself connecting with that message at the time because that's where my whole focus of purpose and who I was had been established and nothing else was really on my radar at all in terms of who I was. And, uh, and now I'm sitting amongst 300 people. I know it was a European lion tamer. I'm speaking probably in soccer language a little bit, but, but spoke right to me and right to my heart. And, uh, and I, I came to believe uh, uh, in terms of his talking about Jesus and who Jesus truly is um, to each of us that, uh, that that was the piece that was missing in in my life, and in fact, uh, the the source that was missing for my life, and uh, and so I uh, made a decision that day um, on October 18, 1992, to to follow Jesus and to uh, and to pursue His will for my life. And uh, as I said, I've never the, the instant and immediate result was that I've never felt the freedom that, that Jesus Christ can offer. Uh, the truth of the truth can truly set you free. And uh, you know, every day I I get convinced that uh, it's the only real way to, to freedom, to life, uh, to truth. And uh, and that was probably the uh, the start of it, uh, Matt. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, the journey over the, the years since then that's been full of, uh, full of joy, but also full of challenges where, where my faith has been called upon. 
Well, mate, it's amazing that, you know, it was a European lion, lion tamer that uh, you, you heard the gospel through and ended up uh, playing for the Brisbane Lions. You know, did you ever think about that link there, mate? <laughs> yeah, I, I, every time I would share my faith and testimony in churches, I'd hear people chuckle as I mentioned that because there was a real a real uh, bit of humour there that I think God was creating uh, in that, that whole uh, reality that I was a lion. Not that I was any tamer, but I was certainly a freer lion and a... Uh, uh, and a, uh, a lion who had uh, you know, the, the, the heart, who was able to understand that it was my heart that I was uh, that I was changing and transforming, and and and, think, and that be of course thanks to the call of um, the call of God on my life to uh, to a greater purpose for who I was and uh, what I was what I was here for the life I've been given. So I I do I like I like the humour of it, and I think as I share testimony, uh, people pick that up and. And uh, find the humour in that, but also the, uh, the you know the design of God in that to uh, to make it part of my testimony and part of the change and transformation in my life. Hey mate, um, <laughs> when we met, uh, I was working at a Christian radio station in Brisbane, and you were part of a program called Choices, where you go in and speak at high schools and encourage kids to make good choices. And obviously, everyone, you know, that was in the heyday when you know Brisbane Lions were winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you were, you know, a megastar um, in the AFL world, uh, you know, back in that day. I mean, you're still a megastar now, but back then you were at the, the height of your career, I should say, you know. Um, tell us a bit about how important it is that you get this message out to young people about the choices they make in life. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It was uh, Cool Choices was a phenomenal uh, program I used to work with uh, as Hamilton um, and, and, and lead into the night program that he was running and... Uh, uh, it was a massive, it was a big, really big part of radio, uh, and I was just so uh, thankful to be given that opportunity. But the the, the reality for me was uh, that I think these things uh, precede um, what we will call greatness, and uh, and I, I make sure that when I say that, I think it's more about the greatness of serving message that that Christ is you know is helps us to understand because uh, you know uh, I was part of a, a great team uh, but I think it was the contribution that each of those team members that were prepared to make uh, for the, the greater purpose that made them such great characters and such great uh, uh, selfless selfless people towards the bigger purpose and I think that's what I found in the Cool Choices program. It was about actually out amongst uh, people, the real lives, uh, the real battles of young people and, and speaking a message of of hope, but of, of truth. Of you know, this, there's there's a way to make really cool choices. There's a way to make the best choices, and they're not. They're certainly the best choices are more often than not not selfish choices, and not choices that are about what you can gain, but about what you can give. And I think that's what has become a real message that you know through faith and through understanding the the gospel message and you know, uh, John three sixteen and what what Christ has done for us that we. Uh, we come to a place of real uh, gratitude, real humility, and real desire just to make the very best choices that that represent what the people around us need more, putting people before us. And that, I think that that heart and that uh, essence was part of the, the great Brisbane Lions team that I was fortunate enough to be part of at the time. I was doing the Cool Choices program, and uh, and I think today that message doesn't change. There's yeah, the, the people who might be listening to this interview. Uh, I just say to you uh, that. Uh, who you are and discovering the true your true identity is really important because 
you were made in the image of God. There's no doubt about it in my opinion. And uh, once we understand that, once we understand what God truly says about us, we get a new painting of who we are because we can often live in the in the past and in bad choices and we still make some bad choices, but, but it's understanding uh, the grace of God and the mercy of God and the truth of God that can set us free and help us live a life that God's truly called us to live. And I think that's what, that's what the um, essence of making cool choices and the very best choices in life is all about. Well, mate, it's been so good to follow your career over the years. As I mentioned earlier, you won the Norm Smith Medal in 2001 and went on to win uh, some premierships with the Brisbane Lions back in the, in the day in uh, 02 and 03. And uh, you were a real leader in the team then. And a lot of people remember you for your, your soft helmet that you used to wear when you used to play uh, in the in the AFL, and you, you also um, you know have a a bunch of different uh, Christians that you've connected with over the years uh, in in AFL and and just in sport in general. Uh, it's so important to have good role models in sport. Tell us a bit about you know as a player and uh, and now working with teams as well and, and the other things you do. How important is it uh, to have a good Christian example for the next generation? Oh, it's just phenomenally important. Um... We just had even a life group last night where we were talking about um, new new missions of you know older women ministering to younger women and older men ministering to younger men and, and how there's a real gap there and a real opportunity though for the wisdom of godly men, for instance, to be able to speak into young men and to be able to help them help train them up in the ways of God and the and their their, their right identity and, their, and help them step into. The, the giftings and the talents that God's given them and not fear and not, you know, concern themselves with failure because there's no failure except uh, except for not trying, in my opinion. Um, and uh, so I, I think it, yeah, I think it's a um, incredibly important thing that we, uh, you know, that we are uh, role models. Our sports people are often called role models, uh, but there, there's, it's really interesting because I, I feel that sport, and a part of something I'm, I'm currently involved in an entity called ID Sports is, is uh, it talks about a lot of things, but some of the things in terms of character. Now, sport has always been known for something that can build character, but it's it's about what character you're building there. Is it just a performance character, or is it a really strong moral character that you know that is a, is, is a give before I receive type of um, heart? And uh, you know what what sort of heart and what sort of um, mindset are we building in people through sport you know is sport being used as a vehicle that can help develop the lives of young people and help them make the greatest choices in life that they can make that are about community that are about family that are about more than self sort of thing so so uh yeah i think um, i think role models um is a, a term used often but it is so important that in um in terms of our christian walk that we are we have role models for ourselves. We have mentors. We have people that we look to and and who can challenge us to uh, you know to really be all that God's called us to be. But also that we can speak life into that the next generation and to speak life and and uh, truth into uh, the young people who need to know just what uh, who they are and just what God has uh, got for them if they're prepared to trust Him and and uh, follow Him wholeheartedly. Well, it's been such an inspiration to hear your story today, Sean. And if people want to book you to, uh, you know, speak at an event or, you know, come and, uh, uh, you know, do some, you know, motivational talks, you're still you're still hitting the road and uh, getting out and about. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Absolutely, I'm always happy to come and uh, meet people and share and, and do whatever uh, people feel I can do to add 
value to what what their their mission is. And as I said, with all these sports, uh, we're all about um, a couple of things. We're all about capturing the hearts of people in and through sport, and uh, and and redefining identity a little bit because. My uh, testimony is very much about uh, an issue that I think is big in sport, and that's and it's big in life as well. But it's a thing called performance-based identity, and I think that that whole concept is all about our value being in what we do and how well we do it, um, in ter- instead of where how how God truly values us and how God truly sees us. It's not about what we do; it's about who we are. It's about who He's created us to be, and uh, you know, so there's a real message first and foremost in that that I'd love to share with people um, as, as often as I can, whether it's in schools or clubs or organisations, whatever it might be, because all too often if um, if we build our identity on our performance, on, on what we do, uh, when that thing is no longer what we do or no longer what we do well, uh, we can be, we can have a real identity crisis. And, and I, I say that because uh, there's a couple of stories I want to share just really quickly. There's, you know, there's the stories of many men who are building their identity on their career all of a sudden, they've no longer got their job, no longer got their career, and they've got a wife and a couple of young kids, and then we hear stories that they've taken their life because they had lost their identity, it seems, in, in their career, whereas there was so much more to who they were. Um, and then you hear stories in sport about a small community in Victoria where they've had five young people take their take their life in the last nine months uh, and, uh, and 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 I ask the question, why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And we just need to get the message out there that, that helps every life, every life know the true love of God, the true uh, call of God and, that, and the true identity that, that they're created for because it's not it's not about what we do and how well we do it. You know, that's a part of who we are, but that's such a small part compared to the really important parts of what, what makes us valuable, what makes us... Um, worth, you know, worthy of the love of God because he, he does love us but so often in our country we have people taking their lives because I don't think they understand uh, the, the, the gospel message the truth of the love that God has for us and the, and the purpose that he has for us and I just want to get out and, and share that as often as I can and as well as I can whether it be in sport or outside of sport to be honest Matt and uh, help people know uh, our value beyond performance that's awesome, mate. Well, if people want to find out more, they can look up Sean Hart on Facebook. And uh, what's your uh, your website if people want to track you down? Yeah, ID, idsports.com.au is our, uh, our website. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll point to a few things. It'll clearly point to some of the stuff I'm talking about. Also point to a model of coaching called 3D coaching, which I believe is revolutionary for Australian landscape. It's a US model of coaching, but it's all about people getting led and coached in every dimension of their being because sport can be very much about the first dimension, about the, the physical athlete and the, and the tactics and the, you know, all about that performance piece more than actually identifying, as we talk about in the third dimension, identity, purpose, character, significance, self-worth, and then the second dimension, the mindset and, the, and, uh, you know, and then team cohesion, confidence, belief. You know, well, belief is just such an enormous piece of coaching and of life that you know what, what do you believe who are you and what do you believe mm, wonderful mate well it's so good to hear from you sean hart and uh so good to uh hear what god's been doing in your life i reckon you're a history maker mate thanks for joining us it's great to be on and i'm uh, honored to be called a history maker matt and uh thank you very much for me. keep up the great work good on you mate god bless if you'd like to hear this conversation again listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com 
that you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to bibleleague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.